It is very important to understand no matter what conversation you're having with whether it's a vendor talking to a utility, a utility talking to, you know, a homeowner or you talk anybody talking to a member of Congress. It's super important to remember that you need to talk to the other person about what they care about, right? And so what they care about is their, you know, member of Congress so-and-so from whatever district, right, California 14 or whatever, right? And they are like, their job is to make those people in that community, their lives better. And so what you need to do is communicate to them that this is a thing that you could do that would really make everybody's lives better. Welcome to What Are We Talking About, a podcast produced by Water Online. Hosts Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales. They interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations. Today's guest is Mae Stevens, Executive Vice President for the Signal Group, a public relations group in Washington, D.C., and she's also the chair of Signal's water practice. So welcome, Mae. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm really glad that we have you. Um, when I looked at uh, how your team introduces themselves, you and they all talk about their personal connection to water, which was really interesting to us. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, it's interesting because everybody has a connection to water, even if you don't realize it. Um, my favorite, and I think some of your favorites as well, was um, Charlie. Um, he is a native New Yorker and he, uh, his favorite connection to water was um, the bagels in New York, which obviously, Ooh. right, people don't think about that. But the reason why the bagels are so good is because the water is so good. It's very important. So even if you don't think that you have a really good connection to water, everybody has a really strong connection to it. So it's great. Most of the time, the first thing we do in the morning involves water in some yes. form or fashion. So True. I like when people talk about what do you do? I'm like... Tell me about what you do, because everything I do in water, you are the direct beneficiary of it. So completely Absolutely. there. So May, I got to know you through Twitter. This is probably the third or fourth time on podcast. We've talked about how we have this group of water people on Twitter, this water tribe, and it's sort of uh, incestual, if I can use that term on Twitter. Sure. Um, my first question for you then, of course, is, how are you thinking about telling your story about your firm and yourself out into the world? Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. So I think that the way that I did it my first year, so I left Wash or I left the Capitol Hill, Senator Cardin's office in 2019. So I had one year of pre-pandemic and then one year of pandemic. And I think what I used to do is go out to lunch with my friends and talk to them about, you know, what I was interested in and hearing what they're working on and seeing if there was anything that we can do. And it was really a lot of like one-on-one, like go to happy hour, coffee or lunch or whatever, um, a lot of food. And then I also had to do a lot of working out to like balance it out. But then, um, you know, once the pandemic hit, I thought, well, this is really going to be a problem because every way that I talk to friends is in person. 
Um, and so we really tried to post as much as we could. We're trying to post every single day something about what's going on in Washington. And I thought at first, like, I don't have something to say every single day about what's going on with water in Washington, but actually I do. It turns out there's a lot going on. Um, and especially over the last year, but, um, you know, really there, there's just been so much activity, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, what president Biden's doing, what that Capitol Hill is doing. There've been really big bipartisan pushes on water infrastructure over the last, you know, I mean, over the last decade, but especially over the last year. And so it's been really interesting to be able to talk about, talk about those things online, because I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to do online is to get people to understand that like, if you are in the water sector, you need to understand what's going on in Washington because they have a really significant impact in what you do back home, wherever you are, right? And whatever, even if you're, you know, you're the guy who makes the valve, you're the guy who works at the, you know, treatment plant, you're the woman who does like the, like whatever, whoever you are, there's a lot going on in Washington that really, it has a big effect on what you are doing every day. And so it doesn't seem like it, but it also maybe doesn't seem like it because you're not paying enough attention or you just don't have I'm paywalls that have somebody in Washington helping you navigate that. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the folks that I'm talking to on water Twitter are, uh, are helps out by that. And it really gives them just another piece of the puzzle to, you know, really helping their communities. So that's, that's what I'm going for. So, so what are you expecting them to do, May? You know, it's good that they have the information. And now what, what, what would you like them to do with that information that you're providing uh, out there uh, about uh, what's happening in Washington? Well, my dream is that everybody in the water sector engage, and that's, you know, millions and millions of people, right? If all of those people get involved with Washington, and whether that's like through your trade association or writing your member of Congress or like whatever it is that you want to do, there's about a million different ways to get involved. But my dream is that everybody gets involved and everybody understands how what happens in Washington affects them and what they're doing affects Washington, right? Um, they don't, people in Washington don't understand what you need, anybody, whether it's water or any other sector of the economy, unless you tell them, right? And so you really need to engage and you really need to talk to them about it. Now, I, what I hope for is that I make it so, you know, very easy for people to engage. So it's not intimidating. It's not, I, I get a lot of questions about I don't know, this seems scary to like go and talk to these people, but it's really not scary. And I, I want to really make sure that people feel comfortable doing that. And then they do it often. And that would be my dream is that everybody would just feel very comfortable reaching out to their members of Congress, letting them know what they need. So. So let's assume that everyone does. Everyone listen to this podcast and they go, oh my God, May, I hear you. I'm going to write to my congressperson or I'm going to write to DC or communicate somehow. Now the question is, how are you going to communicate to DC? And the how arguably is maybe just as important, you might disagree, just as important as just getting the note out there, period. But the way yeah. that water tells its story, as a vendor tells their story to a utility or a utility tells its story to a customer, mm -hmm. you reaching out to DC, that's a different type of story. So how should people go about telling that story to DC? Yeah, no, that's, it is, it is very important to understand no matter what conversation you're having with whether it's a vendor talking to a utility, a utility talking to, you know, a homeowner or you talk, anybody talking to a member of Congress, 
it's super important to remember that you need to talk to the other person about what they care about, right? And so what they care about is their, you know, member of Congress so-and-so from whatever district, right? California 14 or whatever, right? And they are like, their job is to make those people in that community, their lives better. And so what you need to do is communicate to them that this is a thing that you could do that would really make everybody's lives better, right? Your constituents, like that's what they care about. That's their whole job, right? And then the thing is, is like that person also, you know, it's also important to remember that like members of Congress, you know, senators are every six years, but members of Congress are every two years, they're up for either a promotion or getting fired, right? And so, and it's a very public spectacle, right? I am really glad that I am not an elected official because I would never want my performance reviews to be this public and frankly cost as much money, right? So I am very, very glad that we're not doing that. But they really go through a lot to make sure that they can continue serving the people that they want to serve, right? And, and making the world better in whatever way better means to them, right? And we all have different opinions on what better means, but that's what the driving force of every single person in Washington, they're all here for the same right. They're all trying to make the world a better place, whatever better means. And you can disagree with that or not, but like, okay. So if that's the case, then not only do you have to tell them, like, this is what would make the world a better place for your constituents, but also you have to avoid the like tree falling in the forest syndrome, right? Where like their lives are made better and they don't actually know that anything happened, Right. And that's huge. And that's where everything else comes into play, right? Where you as you know, a vendor or you as a utility or you as a concerned citizen reach out to your member of Congress, they do something, right? They like sponsor the bill or vote the right way or do whatever it is. You need to turn around and tell everybody, you know, this was a thing that was important to me and they did it. And I'm really excited about that. Now, like, I don't know if that translates into you voting for them or not. Like there's a long list of reasons why you would vote or not vote for somebody, right? And maybe only one of them is water, right? Although frankly, if you're in the water sector, then a lot of the things, a lot of the things on that list actually have to do with water infrastructure, uh, you know, funding and financing and all the things. Right. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're a nurse in Milwaukee, water infrastructure might be up there. It might not be the only thing on that list, right? But at least you are turning around and you're telling people this is what happened, right? And that's what a member of Congress wants, right? Is they want to do the right thing. They want to make people's lives better. They want to make sure that people know about it. Um, you know, so publicly thanking them for doing the right thing would be great. Um, well, I, think, I think what I heard, May, was that what's really wanted and needed is to convey to the local congressperson, man or woman, What's going on locally? So that person in who, whose constituency is writing them takes that message back to Washington, D.C., collectively with everybody else who has the constituents that have their own local water issues. Is, is that kind of what, what, yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And you want to be really specific about what you're asking, right? So you want to say you know, this specific bill is good because it will help your constituents in this specific way. We want you specifically to vote yes or to co-sponsor it or to do whatever it is that you want them to do, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to be really specific about the ask because if you go to them and just say, we need more funding in the water sector. Okay, okay. Do you want WIC funding? Do you want SRF funding? Do you want more grants? Do you want more loans? 
Do you want it directed to specific people or to specific communities? Are there more, are there some communities that can only use grants and some are fine with loans, which we, know, we all know is true, but they need that specificity just like anybody else in the world, right? So you want to be really specific. You want to reach out to them. And then if they do that specific thing that you ask them to, then thank them because that's, everybody likes getting thanked. Right. That's a good point. I think we often forget <laughs> about the after it happens. Right. You know, all yeah. this, that's the idea about a thankless job. I mean, in our opinion, and I think Jim would agree, being a water sector employee is one of the most thankless jobs out there. Folks absolutely digging up streets at 2 a.m. in you know, zero degree weather. No one thanks you. Right. You just want your water to turn on. So to that to yeah. that point, let's you know, assuming you write your congressperson and you message it appropriately, you get really specific, you tell them that it's going to help the world, help the constituents. How do you make sure that, or how do you continue following up? Do you continue telling your story? Are there other angles that you should also be telling in order to get in front of Congress people and cut through the noise? Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, I think that people would be surprised at how many people call their, actually call their members of Congress um, and actually like write their members of Congress. It's also not that hard to do. Um, and I also find that the first time that somebody reaches out is the scariest because they don't know how they're going to be responded back, right? I think there are a lot of people, you know, a lot of times people ask me, well, I don't want to call this member of Congress because I feel like when I see members of Congress on like MSNBC or Fox News, right, like whatever news show you're watching, they're just screaming, right? And I don't want anything to do with that, right? Right. Um, that's an act that they put on to get viewers. It is not, that is not how real people talk to each other in real life, right? And frankly, when you call a member of Congress, they're not just sitting there waiting for you to take their call. They're writing bills, they're negotiating things, they're going to hearings, they're voting on things. They're not like sitting at their desk waiting for you. So the person that's actually gonna answer the phone is like a really lovely, like 22 year old who just graduated, maybe even an intern who's still in college, who's just, her, their whole job is to just like answer the phone, be pleasant, write down the message, not ask any follow-up questions, and then like, say thank you and goodbye, right? So there's really not nothing to be scared of. And I think once people, it's been my experience at least, that once people do it the first time and they realize how different it is from some sort of like cable news death match, that like, they're like, oh, I can actually, this is not actually that difficult, right? Like I can actually just call and it's not that hard. And I think then people are, you know, much more likely to do it again and again, right? So I would say call all the time, right? Call for whatever things that you need, right? And even if it's like a local, you know, if it's, you know, an update, if you're, say you're like a utility, you know, you're a utility head and you just want to like update them on the local like stormwater project you're working on, like call once a month, leave a message, right? At some point, you're going to start to call and they're going to realize that you're a leader in your community and they're going to move you to a policy person. And that person is then going to be the one that's going to be able to say, oh, okay, this is how we would structure a bill in a way to get you more money or get this, you know, so, you know, sort of streamline these things or whatever it is that you're, you know, looking for them to do. But if you call often, they will start to understand who you are. Because there's not many people that call frequently. There are a lot of people that call once and like shout at the poor, you know, 22 year old behind the desk and then like, that's it. And it's just really like, it is a very tough job. They, they're, they're not interested in, in shouting back. Like, it's just tough. So 
you should feel free to call all the time if you want. The next step is call again, I guess. <laughs> You're listening to the Water We Talking About podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. This podcast is produced by Water Online, the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals. Showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders, Water Online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust. And now, back to today's podcast. How do we get, when, when we talk about infrastructure, how do we get water at the top of the list? It really is a pet peeve of mine. Every time I hear people talk about infrastructure, they talk about roads, they talk about bridges, they talk about broadband. And my wife's tired of me yelling at the screen, the TV screen, saying water, water, water. And yeah. and, well, and it, it's getting better. It used it to is. never even be mentioned. Now, maybe it's third or fourth on the list. How yeah. do we get that moved up to the top of the list? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's an excellent, it's an excellent point. And I think, you know, uh, President Biden mentioned water in his inauguration speech, I think. And it was like the biggest moment of like Washington water people's like lives, like by phone was lighting up. Everybody was so excited because he actually even acknowledged that we exist. Right. Which like you think the oil companies are like freaking out that like somebody mentioned that they exist. It's like a totally different planet. Right. But for us, like that's a huge step in the right direction. And I think the reason that that's happening is because we're engaging more, because there's a lot of people, you know, so, you know, some of my clients are NACWA and AMWA, so the two big trade associations, U.S. Water Alliance, Rural Community Assistance Partnership. So everybody from like the largest utilities, the smallest utilities, right? Um, and like, and like all of the, you know, nonprofits, labor, everybody in, in between at U.S. Water Alliance all of them have been working really hard over the last like 10 years or so. I mean, going back before them, but especially in the last 10 years, they've been working really hard to elevate this issue. So I think that it's that, right? It's like engaging with your trade association and reaching out to them. I think that's actually like what's working. Um, But I think, you know, I think that the more we get in touch with folks and the more we understand um, you know, where members of Congress are coming from, where senators are coming from and what they need, right? We can be more useful to them. And then we can, you know, then we can sort of start moving up the moving up the list. Because the polling is very clear. Um, there's a there was a value of water poll that came out not that long ago, I want to say like two weeks ago or something, that um was very clear that like people really care about water infrastructure. In fact, doing something about water infrastructure pulled better than doing something about COVID. Now, I don't know who these people are, but like, because all I want to do is get out of my house, right? I'm like so thankful that I'm finally vaccinated. But like, regardless, like I'll take it, right? If people are so excited about water infrastructure, that sounds great to me. So I think that, you know, the the sort of the grassroots like uh, energy is really there, that there is there are these nurses in Milwaukee that really care about this issue, but it's really channeling that, right? And it's really making sure that we're moving everybody sort of in a productive direction. And I think that starts with the industry, right? So if you're part of the industry and you're not advocating for yourself, why do you think anybody else would advocate for you, right? So I think it starts with us. And I think that that's, that's really gonna, you know, elevate the issue. 
And you can do more than just, you know, make a phone call, send an email, write a letter. You can invite your member of Congress to tour your, you know, tour your utility or tour the construction site or whatever, right? Like whatever it is that you're doing, if it's a manufacturing plant, if it's in anything, members of Congress love to show up and like look at stuff. Like that is, it's so much fun, right? And they like, they really learn a lot about that. That was always when I was a staffer, that was one of my very favorite things was getting taken out on a site visit and actually learning about the things that I am working on because the vast majority of my time, right? Like 99% of my day is spent or week or month or year, right? Is just spent in this sort of windowless conference room with horrible overhead lighting with like constituent after constituent coming in and ask me things and then me like frantically trying to write legislation. And, you know, it's not, you don't actually get to see the real world that you're affecting. So you can do stuff like that and people, it will seem more real to people. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that you could do if you wanted to, but you, you know, but in order to elevate that, you need to do all of those things. Right. I must say I am, I am inspired May, to, to, <laughs> to, to actually do something now. It's not, I never would have considered calling or writing because I just yeah. said, yeah, some intern's going to pick it up. Congressperson's yeah. never going to see it, but you right. telling me that, you know, the more often you reach out, they do get to know you. They do get to understand the issues. Yes. If you're a reasonable human, they'll probably yes. get you to a policy person. I mean, that's, yes. that is all wonderful to hear. So thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And you were right that the member of Congress is probably not going to see your individual letter. Um, but that doesn't mean that the information is not conveyed to them, right? So what we would, you know, in all of the offices that I worked in, I worked in three different Hill offices over about 10 years. And the what we would do in every one of those offices was we just compile the letters and be like number of people who asked for, you know, water infrastructure funding, right? Number of people who like, you know, care about the Endangered Species Act, right? And you would just get like a tally if there's anything particularly interesting or particularly, you know, important in any of those letters, then you get that sort of pulled out for them. But I mean, you know, they don't have time to read thousands and thousands of letters every day, just like they don't have time to sit and wait for you to call. Right. So you, they end up getting messages, but it's still all the information still gets back to them. There's you're not going to be a member of Congress for long if you are not paying attention to what people are calling and asking you for. So it's really important to members of Congress to hear about this stuff and then and to act on it. Yeah, Mayor, to your point, I mean, it's really a good sign that the EPA has appointed a water inside in Radika Fox, um, yes. you know, to, to represent the water industry, someone who understands it, who's worked for many, many years in that realm. So uh, that was pretty encouraging when I saw that happen early on in the administration. Yeah. Yeah. And Radhika is great because not just because she, you know, deeply knows water, but she also deeply knows all of the players, right? Not just the utilities, not just the manufacturers, not just the enviros, not just the labor unions. She's very, very focused on making sure that she's looking for the places where all of those folks can agree and then moving that forward. And that's, you know, the heart and soul of U.S. Water Alliance is to bring everyone together into this one water movement, right? And so that's why I'm so excited that she's there is because she really understands all of the different people that have, you know, any sort of impact on this. I think a lot of times we sort of leave people out because it gets too big and unwieldy. So we're just going to talk to like this one little group, but that's fine, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, translate into really good policy, right? Because 
there are just a lot of stakeholders that have to do with a lot of the things that we're talking about, whether it's increased funding or whatever it is, right? Regulations or whatever. There are a lot of people that are impacted by it and you really need to know what they think because if you do something, mean, especially in a job like hers, if she does something that people don't like, they're definitely going to say so publicly. Like that's like that's how it works, right? So it's really good to see that she's in that role because she has practiced, you know, sort of her whole life of bringing stakeholders together and listening to them, which is like the very first step that everyone forgets. And then figuring out, okay, what did I hear? Where do we all have something in common? So I think she's going to be great. Um, her vote uh, in committee is, we're recording this on Tuesday the 25th, her voting committee is tomorrow. So fingers crossed. I think it's going to be a good vote. So great. All right, May, we're coming up on time. We like to keep it to 30 minutes. So our audience is like, they know what they're getting. <laughs> and we always like to, to, to leave it off with the last question. And I know you've prepared for it. You might be the <laughs> first one that has. So we're expecting big things. But that question is this. Jim and I have, I'll say this time, stolen an airplane. <laughs> we're the thieves we are. We've stolen an airplane. And that airplane has a banner that trails behind it. And you get a tweet's worth of characters to say anything you want and fly that plane in front of every water professional's home in the world. What do you want the banner to say? I would say they don't know what you want unless you ask for it. Um, I think this is true of members of Congress. I also think that's true of like our sweethearts. We've been like locked in our houses for more than a year. I like I feel like it's just good advice for a lot of people. Just interpersonal advice, right? Is that like it, they they don't know what you want unless you ask for it. So I think that's that's good advice all around. But I hope that people would understand that that would mean members of Congress because it's really really important to engage with them. That's great. Great. Thanks so much, May. We really appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs>